Kelly Spears, and this is The Dirt, where we dig deep with those helping to feed the world. Episode 27, Danny Reinhardt. So this morning, I'm sitting down with Danny Reinhardt, and she's a fellow uh, Texas implant um, who is taking the Western fashion world by storm. And uh, Danny, if we could start off this morning just kind of with you telling us a little about, bit about yourself just to get things rolling. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be able to chat with you uh, this morning. Um, so as you had alluded to, I am a, a Texas trans- transplant. So I was originally born and raised in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And then my husband and I were fortunate enough to get the opportunity to move to Texas about five years ago. Um, and we haven't looked back uh, ever since. Um, I do always joke that Alberta, the province we're from, is a twin of Texas uh, with a love, the same love of the Western lifestyle, agriculture, farming, um, and rodeo. And so really when we got here, you know, we were welcomed with open arms and, and have really fit in. Um, I did grow up with uh, horses all of my life. Uh, my parents were blessed with three daughters, so they started off with, you know, buying us a pony, and it kind of took off from there, and so I do have a background uh, where I showed and grew up in the local 4-H club, and then uh, showed horses in AQHA and NRHA, and then um, I did uh, was I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to be uh, Calgary Stampede Rodeo Princess uh, in 2013 as well, which really kind of blossomed um, my love for the Western lifestyle, agriculture, and Western fashion um, at that point. So that's a brief rundown on on me in a nutshell. Yeah, and I so I found Danny um, through actually through listening to Kinsey's Roots Run Deep um, at NFR. And you mentioned a couple of things I definitely want to come back to. Um, but first, let's talk about NFR, it being in Texas. What were kind of your thoughts on everything that went down this year at NFR? Yeah, well, I think first and foremost, I was thrilled you know, solely for the fact that they were able to provide something for the rodeo contestants. I mean, 2020 has been a year for all of us. And I think, you know, even if there wasn't the shopping or there wasn't the fashion, but they were just able to provide, right, the Super Bowl, right, the NFR for these rodeo cowboys and cowgirls so that they could, you know, have a, have their big, monumental end to their season um for me that was that was probably you know the biggest win of of the entire fact that nfr uh, was able to uh, continue and be in texas um but the fact that you know fort worth and arlington were able to pull off what they what they did with you know the incredible you know tv coverage that was accessible through rfd tv and the cowboy channel and then, you know, still have the shopping and still have the ability for fans to attend the rodeo. Um, to me, I was I was blown away that they were able, you know, to, to pull it off. I know it was a short time frame for them. Um, but, you know, I always believe if, if anyone's going to do it, Texas is going to do it right. And so um, overall, I was I I was pleasantly surprised but at the same time um you know I know Texans come together uh, 
all the time uh, to put on such great big events. So uh, overall, it, it was an A plus in my book. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, just the fact that they were able to have the sheer volume of attendance and um, the rodeo, like you said, and how all that played out. And I thought it was incredible in the baseball stadium, um, just how they had it all. I don't know if there was a bad seat in the house, honestly, with how it was all kind of laid out. Um, but yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think, like you said, Texas definitely pulled it off. Um, and I've actually never been to NFR in Vegas, so I don't have a ton to compare it to. Um, but we'll see, I guess, what, what the future holds for NFR. It sounds like we're going back to Vegas, but who knows, I guess. Yeah, I think um, I think it was neat to see, right, you know, the Texas, quote-unquote, version of the NFR. I, mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to actually uh, have been to the NFR in Vegas a few times, and, you know, Vegas is just a different place, right? You can't necessarily replace, you know, the casinos, the glitz and glam, and the fact, you know, no one sleeps, um, <laughs> but I think... Um, you know, I think having it in Texas, again, it had a different, it had a different vibe, but I also think it provided the opportunity for a lot of folks that, you know, weren't necessarily able to travel to, to Vegas in previous years to be able to, you know, make the commute or do a weekend trip uh, just because it was more accessible being in Texas. And it was maybe even a little bit more family friendly uh, than, you know, taking everyone to Vegas. Right. Yep. I totally agree. I think it um, opened the doors for, like you said, some people who may not have otherwise been able to go and be a part of the experience. So that was really cool too. Um, Switching gears a little bit back to some things you mentioned kind of in your intro. Um, So you were part of the Calgary Stampede, which obviously that is a huge honor for those of you who don't know what that is. Um, But touching on those who maybe don't know what we're talking about uh, or have no rodeo knowledge, can you kind of tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So the Calgary Stampede is uh, what we consider the greatest outdoor show on earth. And so it is a rodeo that spans across 10 days and essentially takes over uh, the city of Calgary. Um, I think we're on our 105th year. Uh, My math will be bad on this, (laughs) but over 100 years, um, the Calgary Stampede has been in existence. Um, It is a huge outdoor rodeo um, and it has many different components. Um, You know, similar to some of the bigger rodeos like Houston Rodeo, um, we do, you know, kick it off with a huge parade right in downtown uh, of the city of Calgary itself. a, a really big joke is if you work downtown Calgary for those 10 days, you really don't work at all. Happy hour starts at noon. Um, and then you go and, and walk over and enjoy uh, all the festivities of the stampede. And then we also have, you know, um, many other different activities uh, throughout the grounds, not just the rodeo. Um, we have, you know, shopping you know, amusement park vendors, we have spectacular fireworks shows, check wagon races. I mean, it is a spectacle for sure. Um, I highly recommend if you've never been to the Calgary Stampede to attend. Um, it is a once in a lifetime experience. I am, of course, you know, slightly biased uh, growing up there for so many years. Um, but 
it, it does have the rodeo component, um, but there's a lot of different fun activities in and around the city and on the grounds, even for those of you uh, that don't necessarily um, want to attend the rodeo or just don't or want to try something different. Right. That's so cool. Um, and what was your, I guess, I don't know how the right, like, what was your role within being a part of that? So my role, um, so I grew up watching the, the Calgary Stampede Queens and Princesses. And so most radios in the United States have, right, uh, one queen, right. Uh, you know, or Miss Rodeo Texas, or, you know, they have one title holder that represents their rodeo. Well, it is unique at the Calgary Stampede where we have, they actually crown three girls. They have a queen and two princesses, and that's something that, uh, you know, has been a, a staple of that particular um, part of their history for, for many, many years. And so uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, compete in 2013, and I was crowned as one of the Calgary Stampede princesses. And as I alluded a little bit in my interview uh, with Kinsey a couple weeks ago, it's really unique being able to experience, you know, essentially this one-year commitment of your life, traveling the world, being an ambassador for a rodeo in the city of Calgary with two other um, amazing women. And so uh, those girls, we are best friends um, and we were in, in each other's weddings, you know, we've We've blossomed our friendship, you know, even after our year together, um, but it is unique and, you know, not every rodeo kind of has that, that cool facet um, to their rodeo royalty, uh, but is something that, you know, I will forever cherish, you know, those memories and those friendships. Yeah, what a cool way to kind of be a part of something and have some built-in best friends while you're doing it, right? Yeah. <laughs> What you mentioned, you guys got to travel all over the place. What was one of the, your favorite places that you guys went to? Yeah, so we were able to go to the the Houston, Texas rodeo, and it you know we were we did go to many different places um, throughout Canada and the U.S. our year, but to be honest, you know we all of us love Texas. I don't know if it was southern the the allure of Southern accents and cowboys or, you know, everything is bigger and better in Texas. Um, this is obviously before, you know, I had moved here. Um, but we were so excited. Uh, you know, we landed and I have to say the Houston, Texas rodeo committee treated us like royalty in all senses of the word. I mean, they picked us up, I want to say, in the airport in this, like, truck limo thing that was decked out with, like, Texas banners and lights. And, I mean, for us young girls, we're like, this, we felt like celebrities. Like, this yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and the committee, they toured us around. Um, you know, I know the Houston Rodeo has a lot of shopping as well as amazing, the amazing rodeo followed by a lot. Uh, concerts right after each uh, different rodeo per performance and so uh, we were able to attend all of those we were able to meet you know Miss Rodeo America and so many other um, incredible folks uh, that helped you know put on the Houston Rodeo so for us it was really um, you know just experiencing what the Houston Rodeo had to offer uh, we were fortunate enough to also be a part of grand entry one night and seeing, um, I think it was, it's called, 
uh, Reliance Stadium when we were there, um, their big dome, uh, how big it is and how small you feel when you're in that arena, right? Looking up and, and waving at everyone. And so for us, it was a huge highlight, um, mostly because, you know, we love the warmer weather and, you know, the Southern accents and the great food, um, but also because, uh, you know, we were able to be a part of such a, a cool event like the Houston Rodeo. Yeah, that's incredible, especially, you know, coming from um, Canada and being able to see that, which, like you said, Texas really does have that allure of, I don't know, it's something, I mean, I that's part of the reason why I'm here, right? I'm here from California <laughs> and fell in love with it and here to stay now, but uh, like, yeah. The- this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The accents, the cowboys, all of that. It's something that you just can't explain until you see it for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So uh, obviously rodeo was a big part of your life and um, kind of how you grew up and deepened your roots and everything. Um, But now you are a model. And so being a model, fashion is clearly a big part of your life and what you kind of do. Um, but what made you kind of pick Western fashion as the kind of route you wanted to go with all that? Well, you know, for me, it was something I could I could resonate with um, on a more regular basis. Um, I I did model when I was uh, younger, and I did you know hit a few roadblocks. I wasn't necessarily uh, the tallest girl in the group. Um, and my features were what they considered, you know, very commercial uh, looking. And so I wasn't going to make it on the editorial runway um, in Hong Kong by any means. And so <laughs> with that, you know, I I had obviously, you know, grown up loving, uh, you know, rodeo queens, their fashion um, and what they exemplified. And so it kind of just blossomed for me as um you know, being able to turn my own fashion from what I wore, you know, chasing cows during the day to what I wanted to in the evening, and just kind of having transition of a few different elements back and forth. And so for me, Western fashion, especially uh, once I got involved uh, with the Calgary Stampede Rodeo Royalty, I learned so much more about myself what I liked, what I didn't like, and putting together Western outfits. And I realized, you know, I had a passion for it. And um, modeling had always been this this creative outlet for me. And so I thought, you know, what better than to put two and two together um, and kind of start, you know, quote unquote, my, my discovery of, you know, being a Western influencer, if you want to call it that, I think that's a weird word, content creator, model, whatever, I know, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Yeah, it's a funny word. I don't know. I can't say it without laughing. Um, I I feel the same way. And like, that's not my goal or anything. But somebody the other day was like, Oh, you're trying to be an influencer. And I'm like, I'm not though. It's more of like, (laughs) the educational purpose. And if someone else can 
figure something out from what I'm putting out there, great. But the whole influencer thing, I don't know. It's a weird phenomenon that I don't really know how to interpret or take. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. I mean, from my perspective, you know, I do it as a creative outlet. Um, you know, I have a nine to five job and I, I have discovered, you know, through taking a little bit more time for finding what gives me joy and, and what I'm passionate about that, you know, modeling and, and Western fashion and putting outfits together is something that, you know, I, I get excited about doing and that um, I really enjoy kind of, you know, working with photographers and trying to put together a, a vision. And so, for me, it's, it's really for, um, you know, purposes of, of doing things that I'm passionate about. And if I'm able to post that and inspire other people, that's, you know, an added bonus. Right. Uh, you know, so I, I tell people, you know, a few times that, you know, the fact that you guys like my photos is like incredible in and of itself that, you know, you guys like, you know, what I have put together that, that, you know, made me feel happy or confident that day. So, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting for sure, but I think, you know, at the heart of it, you know, it is something I'm passionate about. And so that's, that's what I'll be sticking to from here on forward. <laughs> yeah. And since we're kind of touching on the, the influencer realm of things too, how has social media maybe kind of helped you, helped you develop maybe more of this modeling career however you want to call it, I guess. <laughs> well, I have to say the community um, on social media and then within Western fashion um, is so supportive. I have to say that, you know, since I started out, you know, reaching out to different brands, different influencers and models just for advice on how to get started or how to reach out to different brands, I have been welcomed with open arms and given endless amounts of support and advice. And to me, you know, that's been huge. And without social media, you know, I think it would have been a lot different for me to, to go to, to those different lengths to get those connections and meet those different individuals. And over, especially over the last year, the amount of um, amazing, you know, horsewomen, influencers, models, business owners that I've been able to meet, you know, has been bar none. And, you know, for example, Kinsey, she lives in Arizona and I've just secretly fangirled over her on Instagram for a couple years now. And while we, you know, haven't necessarily been able to meet in person until a few weeks ago, right. Being able to, you know, share different stories over social media or just see the cool things that you get to experience, you know, on her side of, of the world in Arizona versus mine, you know, is, is really neat, is a really neat part about social media and um, something that I know I really value. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. I think um, exactly like you said, the community that's social media has kind of built uh, and allowed for is incredible. Um, and I think that has a little bit something to do, obviously, with the, the agricultural and the Western individuals who are obviously on the other side of the phone or the computer or whatever it is. Um, but the fact that the platform has allowed for the community to grow, I think, is incredible. Um, and 
being able to talk to people all over the world and have those connections and the support, I think is what's really, really awesome. Uh, especially, uh, you know, women in agriculture and women in the Western industry, being able to have that kind of outlet, uh, to, to connect on and share stories has been crazy personally. I know at least. Yes. I, I couldn't agree more. It is one of a kind. Uh, so I talk to a lot of women, obviously, who are tied to agriculture and the Western lifestyle. Um, and the kind of common message that I've started to see is that, you know, we've always been involved in these industries. Um, but now more than ever, through social media um, and other routes, we're kind of starting to pave our own way. Um, how have maybe you seen that as some of the projects and businesses that you've worked with? And then maybe even personally, too, kind of through everything. Yeah, I think, you know, it's been, it's been really exciting to see, you know, how the Western way of life has expanded and grown over the last couple of years. And it, it might seem silly, but, you know, even from the point of mainstream fashion and having, you know, the Western ties with fringe and cowboy boots and cowboy hats and how that is like all of a sudden start to become a thing uh, that's been really popular to, you know, even having to a degree, the Western way of life, you know, showcased on a TV show that's been successful like Yellowstone and how that has even brought a a new look um, or understanding to folks about the Western way of life to then as, as you've stated, having, you know, social media, I think more than ever has brought an even bigger light on the farming and ranching communities and their value, um, you know, to all of us as a whole. And so to your point, I think it's just continued to expand and grow in different areas. And for me, it's really exciting because I think as the Western industry starts to continue to grow, there's different areas, you know, people can resonate with on a different level and and they don't necessarily have to be involved in the Western industry or, um, you know, have direct ties to it. But, you know, something as simple as, you know, Western fashion, um, you know, someone, someone may, you know, take a liking to a certain look or follow a certain influencer and, and get started in learning more about the Western industry through something just as small as, you know, sharing where your boots are from. And so for me, it's really exciting where the Western industry is going and just how big and how many people we're going to be able to continue to touch as it continues to grow. Um, and, and to your point, again, you know, it just emphasizes how important, right, the platforms of all of these amazing, you know, women and men are, um, that are involved with the Western way of life and agriculture and, you know, the light we, we are now able to share and shed on, you know, the true incredible values of our Western lifestyle agricultural communities. Yes. I, I think that's exactly how, yes, a hundred percent, uh, exactly what yeah. you said. Um, and I think too, it kind of puts a little bit more of a pressure on maybe some of us where, Hey, you know, we're, people are paying attention now and maybe where they haven't paid attention before. Um, so not, you know, fabricate stories or anything like that, because I think the, 
the beauty behind everything is being transparent and how things really are um, and the reality of things. But, you know, just kind of being aware that, hey, this is something that other people are starting to pay attention to um, is something Mm -hmm. to note as well, I guess. Yes, absolutely. I agree. More than ever, I think, you know, social media is 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 a blessing um but it's also very powerful and i think you know how we use it uh can be so special um but with that right comes um you know the importance of of you know sharing appropriate messages that are respectful and and tie back to right our our western and agricultural values and it's important to us yes absolutely uh, switching gears are just a little bit right before we kind of wrap things up, Danny. Um, but Western fashion obviously has lots of different facets, um, different trends within it. But what's maybe one of your favorite trends or styles within Western fashion? Right now, I have to say the blazer trend uh, in Western fashion is by far my favorite. Um, I have been a blazer girl my entire life. Uh, When I was 21 years old, I bought my first blazer thinking it was like this amazing adult decision that I have made. I'm now, you know, a real woman, a work woman um, at that time. And, you know, as, as the mainstream fashion, you know, has taken that and kind of put it in Western fashion. I am all here for it. I have a closet full of blazers. I love how we can style them um, to make them more casual or make them, you know, really fancy for a night out. And so uh, for me, while that may be a quote unquote trend uh, for the interim, um, I hope it's here to stay forever uh, because I have so many blazers that I want to show off and use. Um, I want it to be around for a while. Yes, I'm a big fan of the blazers too. Uh, I had to laugh because I, I I haven't done anything this year. I mean, as most people have not. Um, but and if I was like the first time, I was like, oh, I can like try, play around with some different uh, styles here. And so I broke out the blazers and I livestock judge in college. And so I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to a livestock judging contest wearing this blazer. <laughs> but then everyone else had blazers on. So I was like, okay, I'm in style right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I have to say, I think that that um, thought also crossed my mind a few times. Like I felt like a horse judge yes. or like a, a public, like, kind of judge right that's always dressed up with the wild ride or whatever you felt like you were I don't know older maybe right. um in dressing that way um but I'm with you I mean everyone when I was down at the NFR I mean there were so many and and great styles right for making it really professional to be more relaxed you know even with a t-shirt and shorts and and that kind of thing so I love where everyone's taking it but I'm so with you on the initial times right getting dressed you're like this reminds me of a simpler time in my life (laughs) (laughs) well Danny thank you so much for chatting with me today I have loved getting to know a little bit more about you um, and I hope that those who maybe are listening got a different kind of side of some things that we usually talk to on the pod, usually talk about on the podcast. Um, so Danny, again, thank you for, for taking some time out of your busy schedule and, um, 
oh, before I forget, where can people find you to connect with you, um, either social media, website, any of that fun stuff? Um, so you guys can find me on Instagram at Danny D A N I dot Reinhardt, and you can find me on Facebook at Danielle Reinhardt. Uh, those are the, the two main platforms that I use, um, and I would say I use Instagram more frequently. So if you would love to chat or reach out, that's probably your best bet. Perfect. Well, Danny, thank you again, and um, I hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yes, thank you so much for having me. This was a fantastic chat with you. I really enjoyed uh, getting to share my story, and I hope you and your family have a very happy and safe holidays as well. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Dirt. Don't forget to follow us on social media at AgChicks and that the visual version of every episode can be found on YouTube on our AgChicks channel. We'll see you all next time. Thank you.